In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with today's edition of Southern Fried Soccer. Today, I'm joined by Atlanta United midfielder Kevin Kratz. Kevin, thank you for coming. Of course, anytime. We haven't had a chance to talk to you uh, after your excellent free kick in last week's uh, free kick goal in last week's 7-0 uh, win over New England. I'm curious uh, what you remember about that moment and uh, just how it unfurled in your mind. Yeah, that uh, free kick, I tried to practice it after, after our regular practice um, many times because it's something where you, I think practice will get you better there. And um, yeah, the free kick was in a good position. I usually prefer the other side because that's where I practice it from and you have to practice, but it was a good position, not too close. So you could put some speed on the ball and then I, yeah, I hit it. And once it left my foot, I kind of felt like, whoa, this felt nice. <laughs> you know, that's the feeling you have when you hit a good shot, right. when you hit a good pass, you know, sometimes you just know, oh, this one was, uh, is, is going to be nice. And then I looked up, saw that the ball went to the top corner. The goalkeeper tried, but didn't get this. So I was happy. And I think like the celebration we had on the, the 5-0. Right. It's usually a goal where you don't really celebrate, but it's, um, yeah, all the teams, they were happy for me too. And um, yeah, happy to give something back when, when they give me the ball and say, okay, Kevin, here, go for it. Yeah. I've been watching you hit free kicks and score on free kicks in training going back to Bradenton okay, uh, yeah. when you were out there doing that. And all your teammates talk about how you just drill them over and over and over again. I'm curious how much time you've spent on free kicks and why that became something that you wanted to, to become an expert at. Um, First of all, I have small feet. This, this helps <laughs> okay. a lot. If you see like Jovinko, I think he has small, small feet. feet. Okay. Um, some other guys too. This helps to helps a little bit in the technique. Um, but then on the other side, it's all about what do you want to do after practice. That's what I what I did when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I was always the guy who take uh, corner kicks, side free kicks, and then I was like, okay, this one is slightly different to to free kicks in front of the goal. And so that's where you need to practice. And especially sometimes after practice, which makes you tired, you don't want to run too much. You don't want to do crazy runs and crosses. You just say, okay, just put 10 balls down and prepare these five, six steps to the, to the ball, try to get it over the wall into the corner. And um, yeah, that's what I tried. And um, I got better in it for sure. Uh, I didn't really score that many free kicks. But this one was one of the nicest okay. ones, yeah. Whose technique did you try to follow growing up when you first started really practicing free kicks? Um, I just tried to hit my own free kick. Like right now, they all, or the last couple of years, they were trying the Cristiano Ronaldo free kick to, or Pirlo's free kicks. Mm -hmm. uh, I think if you're that good, like these guys, they should stick to their routine and just do right. it. But if you try to copy them, mm -hmm maybe two out of 10 go in or one out of 10. And um, I think if 
I would try them now, I can't do it. So I just stick to my routine, right. stick to my technique, which helps me to put more on the goal. Okay. Because you don't get that many chances during a game. If you have two, you're lucky. For the kids out there that want to become better at taking free kicks, what, what would you recommend? What are some of the basics of the technique that everybody should kind of try to follow? What I do is, usually everybody looks at the goal, looks at the goalkeeper. Of course I do that too, but I kind of more like to um, focus on the wall. Because mm-hmm. I talked to some goalkeepers and they were like, okay, I usually take one and a half guys post wall and ball mm-hmm. in this line. So I was like, okay, if I curl it a little bit, I need to hit it over from the left side, I need to hit it over guy three and four in the wall mm-hmm. or guy one and two on the other side. Because it's the same with a golf shot. If you hit a golf shot, you don't, you, okay, you look where the where the flag is, but you take a, a point, maybe three, four feet in front of right. the ball and aim this one. Right. So that's the same with the free kick. If you, you have the wall, it's like a closer target you could hit. And if you hit it over guy three and four, it will always be in a good spot. Right. If it's not too high. Okay. But that's, that's one thing I, I like to do instead of looking for the goal. Mm-hmm. I look, okay, here's the wall, this is guy three and four, try to hit it over their heads and it will be in a good spot. On the other side, on the right side, I take one or two. Right. Because it will come back in. Right. So okay. that's, that's my... And the key to curling it, what's the key to curling it for the kids out there? Yeah, try to hit it uh, in an upswing. Upswing, okay. Because you want to get it down after the wall. Right. Uh, it's different from crosses or side free kicks because they, they need a little bit more space to come down. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I try to give a little top spin on it mm-hmm. so that they, yeah, they kind of come down right after the wall. Okay. And I have more chances to score. There you go. The key to hitting free kicks, guys. <laughs> um, well, we got to ask Jovinko too, because he has amazing <laughs> ones. If only he were here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good at hitting the front oh kick. God. The one he hit on the right top corner the other uh, day, I yeah. think it was against Philly. Yeah. Whew. You can't hit a better front kick than this. The, the best one I've ever seen uh, was um, fullback for Brazil uh, for, uh, against, uh, was it Italy? Um, what was his name? So years ago? Yeah, for, for Roberto was, Carlos. Yeah, Roberto Carlos. Yeah, that one that was Left like 40 court. yards out and yeah. swerved like five yards. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so tell everybody how you ended up with Atlanta United because the story seems a little convoluted to me. You were with Philadelphia, but Philadelphia said Atlanta had your rights and they had to trade for you, which doesn't make any sense to me if Atlanta United already had your rights. So how did you end up here? Um, first of all, the MLS system is different to, right. to the German. So, but I try to explain. Um, I, uh, Atlanta had my rights, but um, there was no club at, in last year. Right. So, and um, they wanted me to go somewhere because I didn't have a contract in Germany at this time. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, okay, where do you go? And then uh, Chris Albright and um, Eddie Stewart. Mm-hmm. They had an international spot open, and um, yeah, Atlanta asked them, okay, hey, do you have a spot open? You need to fill this one. We have a guy who's coming in next year to us, but we want him to go somewhere and practice, play. And um, yeah, I went there, trained there for a week, and then they were like, yeah, we can need Kevin. They were already, they were, I think, almost secure for the playoff spot. And yeah, it was a great experience for me to go there. It's a nice group. Mm-hmm. It's uh, especially like the front office too, coaching staff, um, Chris Albright and, and mm-hmm. Eddie Stewart. 
they were really nice and helped me out to to settle to come into america see the inside of an mls club see the playoff push they had um yeah and um, i was just there for training mm -hmm. tried to push the players who were on the field um and yeah it was a good time it was very very good to see that i'm still in touch with some of the players which shows that they're doing a good thing there to bring in players with character right like that fit in the group and um it showed when i was there they took me out for dinner you know it was just like okay kevin you're part of the group now mm -hmm. and that's uh, that was really nice and I, I liked it and then yeah at the end of the season it was it was clear that i go back to atlanta right but they wanted it was like um they didn't want to make a big story out of it yeah kevin signed with atlanta right. because they don't didn't want to like interrupt the whole Philadelphia right. playoff, right. which was, I think was the right thing to do. Just, you know, we have an agreement here, but Kevin is a Philadelphia Union player right now. So I trained hard, pushed the players who were on the field, and yeah, just tried to help to get to the playoffs. Well, that makes sense. That unravels yeah. it a little bit. It I was think. A, I think it was a good move for yeah. both sides. And the, the way it was treated, it was just the right way to do it. There was no, you know, conversations in the locker room. Ha, ah, Kevin, yeah, you're just here for a couple of weeks. Right. Nearly, nearly one of, well, nearly the players knew it. Right. Just maybe one or two guys that knew it. But I didn't want to say, hey guys, I'm just here for a little bit. <laughs> Be gone for. Right. I was part of the group, and that's right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Now, before we started this interview, um, you were sharing with me that you are uh, in college. Now, yes. What sparked that decision, and what do you hope to do with your degree once you once it's earned? Um, all of my friends that, that live here in the U.S. when I was still living in Germany, they told me, Kevin, once you come to the United States, all you need is a college degree, because it will help you later to get a better job. And um, I actually had an English composition class that was all about a um, a college student who went to a uh, like a factory work in his summer break to to get reminded of working hard in college to have a better life afterwards okay and um yeah that's what they told me and then the mls has a good deal with the nhu and uh, yeah, i'm studying sports management right now to yeah get a college degree i have a family so i have to take care right. of this a little bit too but it's it's working out it's it's interesting it helps me to increase my english helps me to increase my you know my speaking understanding all this stuff too and uh, might take a little while to get my degree but i will get there for sure and do you hope to be a front office guy or, or a, a team manager what do you hope to do with it um honestly i want to play as long as i can right but i want to to go into coaching uh -huh. but i'm not sure what kind of age i want to coach right now right if it's more like guys from let's say 7 to 12 mm -hmm. or 12 to 15 16 or 15 to 18 90 20 or an adult team i don't know this for now because then i have to get just experience in coaching right get your license how to everything. yeah i have a, a couple licenses in germany oh, okay um i was trying to get the b license then but now i'm here so i have to start all over again but um I need to, I want to go into coaching or youth academy because mm -hmm. especially I'm, I was lucky that I went to the Bayer Leverkusen Youth Academy. Mm -hmm. We had great coaches there, ex-professionals who taught you the right things. So like both feet, once when, when I got there with the age of 10, they said, okay, use right and left, right and left. And that's, that's little things that help you all the way through. Right. And yeah, that's where I just have to figure out what kind of coach I will be or what kind of coach I am. It's just, a, sometimes it's just a character thing if you're good or not good. Right. 
it's all about knowledge on one, th- on one side, but on the other side, you need to get it to the players. And that's, I think that's going to be the experience I have to have to do. Maybe you'll be a free kick coach for somebody. Oh, that, that would be nice. <laughs> Just kicks all day long. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, playing in front of 70,000 against Orlando City. I know there's a couple of stadiums in Germany that have a higher capacity than Mercedes-Benz. Uh, I know uh, Borussia Dortmunds and Bayern Munich's. There might be a couple of others, but those are the two I, I think these are the, the only ones. Yeah. So just describe that experience for everybody. I think it's hard to explain what's, what's going on. Um, first of all, it's so loud when the people start screaming and start pushing you forward that you nearly understand the guy who's 10 yards away from you. Mm -hmm. So you have to yell at each other. It's all about communication, really like blinded. Yeah, communication. If you if you know what your teammate is doing, then you're in a good spot. Right. Um, And it's just incredible that you see, hey, there are 70,000 people coming out to see you play out there. And uh, yeah, it's just even though I'm 30 years old, I had a couple of years of experience, it still gives you goosebumps. That's really. cool. It's yeah. not like, you know, there are some things where you kind of like slow down with your emotions a little bit during the years, mm-hmm. but this is definitely a, a moment that you will remember. For sure. That's cool. And what was your favorite moment with it? What was your favorite thing the fans did within the game? I like the Viking clap, for example. That always gets my attention when they do that. Hey. Yeah. 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 They're, they're one, two things that are really nice. They say Atlanta and then the rest right. say yeah. United. I like these if they play with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're playing on the field, you don't really recognize it that, you know, that intense. But um, honestly, like the whole atmosphere throughout the whole game, um, even if the other team scored, there was no boo, no whistling, nothing. It was just, all right, guys, right. get back on track, get to head together and keep going, keep going forward. And I'm lucky that we, that we came back from, the, from one goal down right. you know, and got the point in the end. All right. Well, that will wrap up this edition of Southern Fried Soccer. Kevin, is there anything you want to promote social media-wise or anything you've got, any of your, your handles out there? Um, I'm nominated for Gold of the Week. So That's true. I, yeah, I almost forgot to mention that. I, I really apologize. Please help me out and, yeah. and vote because uh, I think it's definitely there are some nice one, nice goals out there. Right. And uh, personal for me, it's you're one of my best free kicks I hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would be happy if you guys go out and vote there. And that's on MLSsoccer.com. Uh, you can go and vote for that. I think the voting wraps up tonight, right? Chris is in the room. He can talk. He just doesn't want to right now. But yeah, the voting wraps up tonight uh, for Kevin's free kick. And you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Thank you very much.